0: Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well, because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. This is, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's the 30th episode of the for Podcast, and I'm glad that you are here with me. All of you, this gigantic audience. Thank you all so much for being here. Brahma Bull says I'm late. I mean, come on. Seconds. Seconds I'm late. You're like my mom on my ass. I don't need it, Brahma. I don't need any lip from you, pal. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see everybody. It's good to be alive. It's good to be here. Gonna be talking some shit. It's good to be talking some shit. So, here's just jump right into it. Just get right into the topics of the day. The Jets are back, baby. The Jets are
1: back, baby!
0: Maybe. I don't know. I'm excited. I've been watching uh, HBO's Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys are into the sports ball. I know it's not a big sports ball crowd here, but I've been watching. I'm excited. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. The Jets got this sharp, aggressive, badass defense. I don't know. I'm excited to be a Jets fan for the first time in years. Since the Sanchise era which did not go that great. And that was a while ago. And since then, I mean, if you ask me who the quarterback has been since Sanchez, I honestly don't even know that I could think about it. I could pull it up. If I like really went back and tried to focus, I could probably think about who the quarterback was. But honestly, I I, I can't, you know, they've been barely on my radar, barely paid attention. I became a Rams fan when I was in LA. Why not? The Jets are giving me nothing. Rams, you know, my my buddy, my neighbor, is a huge Rams fan even before they came to LA. He was telling me all about this like defense and Aaron Donald and all these cool players. I started watching, you know. There's like there's Rams Booster Club that would go to this bar that I would hit up. So that was fun and I would go there and like, you know, yeah, and then they won a Super Bowl. So it was cool. They kind of suck now. Um, but you know, still got some Rams love. But now the Jets look like they might actually be a good team. So I'm like, fuck yeah, rocking my gear. I bought a new T-shirt. I was going to buy a jersey, and it was 120 bucks, And I was like, no, I don't need it that badly. No. So football season's coming up. My father's coming to visit. He's actually pumped because he's a Giants fan. I live in Texas. And the uh, first game of the season is Giants-Cowboys. And my dad is very excited to be rocking his uh Giants jersey in Texas while they play the Cowboys. We're going to go to a bar. He's probably going to get drunk and talk shit. I hope I don't have to defend him, you know. They're armed down here in Texas. But uh should be a good time. Should be pumped. I'm actually working on Monday night, the first Jets game. Rats. Rats. And I almost requested off, but I'm like, no, my dad's flying out Monday morning. No reason. No reason to take off Monday night. Well, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. And hopefully the Jets wideouts won't drop the ball and they'll have a huge victory over, I think it's Buffalo. Let's go. Football's back, baby. I do love football season. I got to be honest. It is fun. It's a good time. It's a great excuse to get loaded in the middle of a day on a Sunday. You're Like, I'm watching football. What, am I going to sit here and not get a beer? Like some kind of asshole? Like some kind of chump? No. I mean come on I'm an American I'm supporting the economy and that's why I need to drink eight beers today in this bar (laughs) sounds like they're uh picking up the trash outside I don't know if that's picking up on the mic but it's picking up on my ears and that's that little
1: beep boop beep boop beep boop
0: well uh hi howdy what's cracking um Ahsoka No, I'm just kidding. I have not watched any more Ahsoka. I finished that first episode for the stream I did with Zax last week, and it was so dull. I mean, so lame. It's like, it's so just there. It's not even hateable. It's just inept and boring. Like, you could tell, like, there's, it feels like, you ever watch, like, one of those independent movies where you're like, okay, this is bad, but there's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of potential here. If this wasn't coming out of Disney, that would be my assessment. I'd be like, okay, it looks good. I like the sets. I like the costumes. It's like the dialogue's trash. The acting's trash. The uh, like pacing is obscene. I just put out a short talking about how unbelievably bad the pacing of Ahsoka is, uh, and it's—I mean, it really is. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like a—it's a glacier. It's shocking. It's like let's go. I'm not even out yet. I don't even hate your show, but like, let's go. There seems to be no concern of hooking anyone into this pile of shit, and I think. You know there's a lot of people that are, are basically just monetizing it. I'm not one of them. I am one of them. Uh I've been putting out shorts and stuff like that. I've been trying to keep to, to to push this cart up the hill. Okay. I haven't been, I wasn't, I haven't been working all that hard on this, but I'm back and I'm pushing. So I've gotten shorts. My Instagram is lighting up. I'm posting on Twitter. And you can see the fruits of my labor with four people watching this stream. That's okay. Listen, that's all right. I'm just happy anyone's here. You know? Happy to be alive today. Unlike unlike some people. Just got word today. The world learned that the uh, singer of uh, Smash Mouth has died from liver failure. Which is damn sad, dude. He was... Pretty fucking young, man. Fifty something. I have an article. I have an article. I'm prepared. What did I tell you about professionalism, guys? What did I tell you? It is for real. It's for real now. Uh, yeah, the Smash Mouth singer dead at 56. That is pretty young. That is pretty. It's a it's a young age to be dying from like preventable circumstances. Like you don't you don't have to uh, die at 56 if you. Just kind of slow down on the drinking. He must have been drinking hard. He must have been drinking really hard. I mean, to die from liver failure at 56, I mean, he must have been going ham. And I understand that, you know, he kind of became a punchline for a while there, you know, because it was sort of one hit wonder. But like maybe one of the biggest one hits in history. Right. I mean, like that song, when it came out, was everywhere. I liked it. I liked it. I was like 12, 13 when that song came out, I think, and I was a big fan. I remember hearing like just the hook on like a commercial on, I think it was WDHA, which is a New Jersey radio station, which I haven't thought about in a long time, uh, which played like classic-y rock kind of, and then a little classic rock and a little bit of the alt-rock of the 90s, which was just my speed. And uh, I remember hearing like the hook on it was like, what was that? Like, it was like magic. It was like the Pied Piper's flute. I was like, what was that sound? And then, you know, love that song. Then it got overplayed. Then it became the Shrek song. And that made it an indelible part of life. I mean, there's so many memes. Uh, God, I just. Oh, man, because it, it was one of my favorite. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Let me see if I could. Uh, hold. Wait. There you go. Okay, I got it. All right. All right. This is great. This is like one of my favorite things because there were so many memes because this song was everywhere and people liked it. It was genuinely a likable song. Don't you sit here and retroactively tell me you didn't enjoy the Smash Mouth song. You're a liar. You are a liar, sir. You need to look yourself in the mirror. Or, ma'am, there are women who lie. You need to look yourself in the mirror and come to grips with the fact that you, yes, you, liked the Smash Mouth song. You liked and they don't stop coming. Well, I really liked this
1: meme. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming and they and they
0: you know, we talk about all the bad things the internet has done, social media, all these things, but we forget about the bounties. We forget about the gold that comes along with it, and stuff like that is great. I miss meme culture. I really do. You know, we talk about how uh, everything's politicized, even memes, man, even memes, some of the most rebellious content out there, bag face, hail, fucking rip to one of the greats, Absolutely. Good to see you, pal. Good to see you. Uh, Zach's as well, where I met Mr. Bagface on Zax's stream the other night, talking about Ahsoka, talking about The Expanse, and uh, they're good fellas. It was a good stream. If you didn't watch it, go watch it. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Go watch that stream. I'm just kidding. Don't leave. I'm desperate for viewers. Don't leave me. Uh, but no, even like, you know, that was just, you'd find little gems like that, you know? Great little memes. And now even memes, I feel like it's all, all politics. But uh, R.I.P. to the Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell passed at uh, the very, very young age of 56, man. That is a pretty... That's a young age to be dropping dead. That was a young age to go. But uh, I don't know if I have much else to say. I mean, there's this this article. and It's mostly just a uh, eulogy, you know, about the poor fellow who dropped dead. And I think there was a time there where he did become kind of a punchline. I think it was a some Disney concert or something where he was like drunk on stage and didn't remember the words of his own song and stuff. It was, it was kind of sad. And, uh, I think there was, always, there was kind of internal turmoil with the band. And I think there was lots of talk of his alcohol, maybe drug abuse and, uh, uh, RIP man, I guess that's what happens. If you just don't slow down, if you don't stop coming and you don't stop coming and you don't stop coming, and you don't stop coming back to the bar and getting shots scary man scary because i like to drink i do that irish blood is alive and well in my soul and i do enjoy drinking probably to excess probably too much i mean you guys there's so some people out here uh, who've seen the stream zax i'm sure zax remembers who knew he was a curator of people's follies i didn't i learned that later the other night I won't get too specific about it, but I learned it about Mr. Zachs, um, And uh, I've been drunk on the air. I don't uh, I don't recommend drinking and streaming, certainly not to excess. I think I've I've been an asshole more than once on the air. I've I've been belligerent. I've been annoying. I've probably alienated people. They probably look at me in a different light now, which is what happens when you drink to excess. People see you in a new light and you can't take that back. It's very uh, damaging. Can be. Can be. So for someone like me, who does enjoy drinking and doesn't drink to excess on occasion, uh, this is kind of scary. You're like, God damn, man. you really can kill you. I can wipe you right out. Wipe you right off the map, man. 56. Liver failure. Oof. There must have been signs, though. All due respect to the dead. There must have been. He must have had you can't you can't just go from everything's fine to liver failure in like a week and it was like i heard i saw geeks and gamers posted about the uh his hospice care uh yes soul assassin rip the smash mouth singer it's so funny no one even knows his name i didn't just the guy from smash mouth that's why i put in (laughs) smash mouth singer dead in the title because uh, steve harwell who's that oh the guy from smash mouth okay (laughs) i'm sorry to speak ill of the dead I just didn't know—I didn't know his name. Just knew him as the guy from Smash Mouth, you know that song from Shrek. But uh, Zax is saying, "So you're saying Smash Mouth needs a new lead singer, Bagface? Huh? It's time for the comeback, baby. What do you say? I think it's time. I think it's time you step up, let the world know. I watched your canceling video too. That was pretty, uh, pretty raw, pretty intense, bud. Pretty intense." Good stuff. If you guys have not subscribed to Bagface, go subscribe. He's a good YouTuber. I just met him, but I like his content. I watched uh, his video about being canceled. It was, yeah, it was, it was uh, worth a watch for sure, because it's very uh, vulnerable, very real, and uh, you know, consequences of weaponized outrage, weaponized uh, marginalized groups not being questioned. If you just are part of the group, you say the right thing, you can get got. You can get got. But uh, go check that out. RIP to uh, Steve Harwell. Why won't that go away? There we go. There we go. Yeah, I guess I don't have much more on that. I thought I'd have more to go on that, but just uh, just a sad reality. And you know, take some days off. Make sure you run. You know, get your heart rate up. Get that get that alcohol out of your system. Go do a schwitz. Go do a sauna. I've been sauning. I've been sauning. I rejoined my climbing gym. Now that my shoulder's not destroyed. And uh, there is a sauna there. It's good. I don't know if you've ever saunted, but uh, I recommend it. It's it's a heck of, it's like, it's one of those, it's like meditation. You know how like the challenge of meditation is to literally just sit there and do it. And it's like hard for some reason. It's like the way you're like, why, why is quitting smoking hard? All you have to do is not do something. It's like, yeah, it's not that easy. Uh, Saunaging is kind of the same thing. It's like, you just need to sit there <laughs> in the heat and sweat, which should be easy, but it's not. And uh, But it's very good for you. It'll make your muscles feel a lot better. It, it cleanses the toxins, just like my, my spa background. Cleansing toxins is very healthy. Uh, so if you've got access to a spa, I recommend it. All right, let's get to the big story of the day. No more
1: fucking around.
0: Uh, RIP Steve Harwell. But I don't know if you guys, I found this story from a talking of memes, a meme site called nine gag that I spend entirely too much time browsing very toxic environment but I like it because it's honest it's one of these environments that's not really uh man of war says so I don't recommend high colonics anymore listen you don't have to pick and choose you know health is health you know high do a high colonic while you're sawing make sure you've got access to a toilet but you can do both you can do both you know keep that colon cleansed You know, colon cancer is a thing. You don't want to die. I want to drop dead from colon cancer. I don't. I don't want to drop dead at all. I want to live to be 300. I want to I want to have that vampire problem where you're like, oh, man, everyone I know is dead. Isn't that I don't I'm so bored. I I want that. I don't know. Afterlife scary. Anywho. um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. So I was on nine gag meme site and uh, scrolling as one does. Oh yeah, it's very honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I was saying. So it's very, it's a very honest uh website. It's very like unrestricted free speech, which I like, which obviously brings a lot with it a lot of toxicity, but also a lot of honesty and a lot of like unfiltered opinion, which I think is healthy at times. I don't think all the time, but I think sometimes it can be very healthy because it it there's a lot of things you're not allowed to say, like that are impolite or politically incorrect. Uh, and I don't think that's always constructive because you lose. The nuance, you lose the truth. Like I was just watching, uh, like, uh, uh, there's a lot of Europeans on 9GAG and they talk a lot about uh, a lot of the immigrants, the immigrant issue, refugee issue in Europe and how widespread the, I don't know, can I say this word? The draping, I'll use that, draping gangs are and how bad it is for the citizens there and the crime and all these horrible things. But like, I don't know that I would know about that if it wasn't for the guys on 9GAG talking about it. I don't really see that story being reported. It's not like a like You hear it here and there. And on uh, Instagram today, DC Drano, conservative uh, Instagram account, posted a video of this Algerian guy breaking into some Swedish family's home. It was pretty fucking scary. Um, you know, you got to stay armed, baby. Um, but uh, but oh, because of like their unfiltered speech, that's where I get like, this information. And so I was on 9Gang Browsing and I see a video of As. I was like, As is on nine gag. That's great. So, as did a video, I guess he just did a live stream and just addressed the camera, addressed Bethesda while he was playing Starfield and just went on a rant. And this rant is viral. It was on this meme site. They don't, I've seen a video from Gary on there like once, but they don't really post that content there. It's not common. So, this one uh, that he posted has a, has a particular, has caught wind with people has caught, uh, has really, uh, gotten, gotten people's goat as it were, all right Why can't I pause this? I can only mute it. That's stupid. I, I linked it to nine gag because I wanted to pull the comments because it has 13,000 upvotes, which is for Nine gag is great in the first 23 hours. So this this is one of these things that's gone like extra viral beyond beyond uh, just the normal kind of uh, where is it? Is this it? No, that's just Tyrone Magnus reacting to it. Well, okay I've got uh, anyway, I've got it. So we'll watch a little bit of it um, just for context and then we can uh, we can talk about it. Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Sorry, I didn't know I couldn't pause the 9gag video. Dad. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna share it, then I'm gonna refresh it because for some reason I can't pause it. Okay, and all these lovely ads. Isn't that something?
1: Bethesda, there is nothing I love more than to, to, to sit down, comfy chair, turn on my PC, fire up a brand new RPG, uh, uh, lose myself, think, oh my God, just think of this world. Just think of all the planets I can visit, all the immersive things that I can get involved with, all the fights, all the relationships, all the people I meet, all the places I go. I'm so excited to go there. And you know, I love nothing more than with all down in front of me. I love nothing more than to be dragged out at every fucking conceivable opportunity so you can fucking current day us! Sorry, did you want to get immersed in our world? Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! Fucking gender ambiguity! Fucking current day Californian shit! Because that's all we fucking know! Because we're boring! We're so fucking boring! we can't see past our own fucking reflection that's the level of our narcissism here at bethesda western game company fuck your immersion fuck you having a good time fuck you falling into a world and just getting lost no 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 current fucking day fuck off you're boring you're fucking dull You have nothing to say. You are a one, hide mind twat waffle. All
0: right, I think you guys get the gist. I really like that with the the fun music underneath from that ad, like bing, 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 bing. That's very funny. Yeah, (laughs) it does indeed make it so much better. Uh, Yeah, so that, I found that on that website, on 9gag. And the reason I went to that was because it's not traditional outlet for this and then the comments are like in complete support which is dope because sometimes on that website especially you get a lot of europeans so they kind of have a lot of soy opinions there's a a lot of back and forth which i do think is is healthier you know because you can't really censor opinions over there so you do get a lot of like unfiltered conversation you get a lot of commie bullshit of course you do when there's you know a, a public platform but it I like that there's the back and forth and the comments here. have been very supportive. Uh, this guy with 23 or uh, 2.3 thousand upvotes. It's not that it's bringing out opinions. It's about the fact that this whole LG, LG TV bullshit is shoved down the throats of average consumers so much these days that even the slightest mention of anywhere angers the shit out of people. It's like reverse ad effects, seeing the same shitty ad for anything over and over again for years, won't make you buy anything. It'd make you hate it uh, with all your existence. I, another comment i empathize the whole trans the whole trans movement has been shoved down people's gullet for so long even a slight mention annoys people at this point wow okay i mean this applies to basically all current movies series etc great now i know i don't need to play this shit why the fuck are people still giving bethesda money uh all these things i mean it's like uh i mean he made some pretty good points if you can overlook the yelling but i understand where he's coming from he's not wrong the moment i saw the pride fag and star pot mm-hmm. Little Freudian slip
1: there, didn't mean that.
0: Uh, the moment I saw the Pride flag in a Starfield promo video inside the Bethesda studio, I was like, shit, TES. this uh, will have the gay, Arconians, and trans, because yeah, blah, blah, blah. You understand. So this, for some reason, this one really, really hit. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been on YouTube for three years. And I've been talking about it pretty much the entire time. I started not doing it because I was afraid because I was still in Hollywood and I was worried that like my Hollywood people were going to find it and, you know, alienate me and be
1: like, oh, this, okay. but they they
0: already alienated me, you know, they already knew I wasn't on board. Even if I wasn't a vocal critic, I just wasn't a, a, a ardent supporter of the of the agenda. So they could mm, you're not going anywhere. Plus, I have the all the wrong makeup, straight, white, male it's not happening not happening in today's Hollywood uh after a while it's just if you're going to cover content I honestly don't know how you can honorably not mention it how can you how can you not talk about it how is it possible for you to look at all the content and the consistencies and all the different things that like come out uh in our media right now and not mention it like it's it's Every fucking where it there is nothing that is untarnished that's come out recently. I mean, I anime, some video games, and usually just independent ones. Anything from a big studio is gonna have it. I know man of war. Hello, man of war six six five neighbor of the beast saying uh, kind of like the past given to Ballard is gape. It's lore contributions will age like fine milk. Uh, I I still think overall Ballarder's Gape is worth playing because I've got 40 hours in the game and I effing love it. But there's a guy in our party, this black warlock guy who then gets turned into a tiefling for betraying his oath or something. Uh, I did a long rest one night and then, you know, before during your rest, he's dancing and then invites you to dance. And then invites you to bang and i was like uh, you know it's an rpg so you obviously you don't have to go along with it but you're like and then there's also this guy astarian who's a vampire he's on the femme side too he's pretty gay and it does feel like everyone's gay you're like why is everyone gay but i don't even really i mean most of those like story like the intimate stuff i just click through most of it and get back to the fighting and the world exploration and the skill building because that is pretty sick i mean really there's a lot there but it doesn't come without a price and I respect that. I respect people kind of rejecting it, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's there. I think overall, like I said, it's, it's playable, but like, it's, it's just, you know, does it have to, It's it has to show up in absolutely everything. It really does. And it's just like, I mean, it showed up in cyberpunk. And like people were like making excuses for it, but you're like, does it, does it, does it always, always, it's like, you know, that actually isn't really new. It's just a little differently delivered. Like if you watch like any HBO show of the past 20 years, there's always at least one gay character. Always. You know, and I think at for a time it was kind of edgy, you know, but then now you realize you're like, oh, it's box checking before we were kind of on it. Like we knew it was there, but it's not like, it's like, oh, it just, it literally has to. And you see these productions, everything, it, it like has to, there's some overlord that's making it that it has to be. And I know it's like the ESG scores is a thing. I know it's like, you know, just the, the hegemony in Hollywood in general. is something that I talked about last week. It's like, uh, when it comes to Hollywood, it's like, the, th- the thing about it, like, at least with Hollywood, my perspective, my time there, what I saw was uh, the people who weren't on board with it were very, very rare. Uh, And they were very quiet about it. And you kind of had to be. But they were 100% the exception. You know, I would talk with them be like, uh, yeah, fuck, right? But even then, like, I wasn't even I wasn't aware of all the things that were going on. I thought it was just individual personalities, I didn't realize it was like the Borg. It was like this. I didn't, I was not aware, you know, I had to piece it together later. And then, you know, we see what's going on in society now. And it's much more evident back then. I I wasn't, I just was naively hopeful that, oh, you know, I meet some other people who weren't like that. And, but no, it was absolutely everybody. And when it's absolutely everybody, I don't even know how you could defy it. Cause it was every, like every, almost every actor I knew, definitely every girl. Um, But then, you know, you see it like it's, it's all throughout the entire system. So if it's in the entire system, how could you not, how could you defy it? I, I made the analogy. It was like, if it'd be like a corporation, if everyone that worked in the corporation was like an HR girl, it's like, how could you, how could you ever break the rules? If everyone is like a reporter, if everyone's like a little spy for the agenda, for the system, how could you ever break? how could you ever defy it it's impossible it's impossible i don't even i don't, it, it you can't be done and i never been in the gaming industry but i guess i'd have to conclude it's pretty similar right i mean once you have these big corporations you have like uh diversity equity and inclusion standards for your hiring practices that's going to bring in these sort of commie minded people also the commie mindset is very widespread it's like it's going to infect your company so it's like if you're not going to do it like if you're going to be like no, we don't need to put pronouns in this Starfield game, you're you're just going to be guns pointed at you internally from your own employees, from your own people. It's like you'd have to be defiant to to make a thing that doesn't have that on a big corporate level. You'd have to be defiant to do it. Like, I played some games this year. I played uh, Dredge, which I bring up so often. I think you guys are overlooking it. Please go play Dredge. It's phenomenal. It's independent. It's made by Team 17. The same people who did, like, the Worms games back in the 90s. They're brilliant. Uh, Dredge is really fun. Nothing in there like that. It's about a guy basically getting over the death of his wife, essentially. It's what the whole theme of the game is. There's no nothing. No bullshit. Uh, Dave the Diver. Is a super fun game. Nothing, nothing in there. Just a fun, cute, like diving, collect fish, run a sushi restaurant. Really addictive. um, Not Starfield. (laughs) That's the opposite. Uh, What's that game I'm trying to think of? Uh, Subnautica. Get out of here. There's nothing like that in there. And these are games that are not AAA games. AAA games, even like the Hogwarts game. From the turf herself, the turf queen herself, J.K. Rowling. Apparently, that's just got lots of uh, that stuff in there. Apparently, a great game, too. But I I genuinely don't know how in the modern era you can make something. Obviously, there's a market for it. We want it. But it'd be like trying to criticize the, the Kremlin during the USSR. You can't do it. You can't do it. Your, your own machine is going to eat you, and you will not get a good game out. You will be escorted out. You will see the door. That'll be the end for you. Uh, look, you know, this is not new, right? This, this complaint, this criticism, this observation, how long have we been hearing about it? How long have we been talking about it? How, how many of you came to YouTube for this exact reason? I came to it for a a similar reason. It was because of how terrible Game of Thrones was. But also what kept me, you know, what got me into all this stuff was Gary, Mauler, critical drinker, people, Greek geeks and gamers, people not putting up with it. People saying what they're observing and pointing it out and not flatteringly, which was like, holy shit, there's people saying this. This is incredible. That was three, four years ago when I started getting into this. I mean, this isn't new to us. This isn't news. But it you can see it in the mainstream, right? You can see people like observing it. Like it it's a lot more, even like my mom. She's like, you know, there's so many of this stuff. They just putting this content forward. My girlfriend, who doesn't really pay attention to any of this stuff, she's aware of it. You know, she gets annoyed. She's like, ah, oh, does it have to be every show, you know? It's it's much more mainstream now. People are more, I think the normies, as they say, the, the bulk, the herd, the main crowd is inundated with it so much that they, you can't ignore it. You can't deny its existence. It's here. It's not going fucking anywhere. And, you know, I think people are really, really fed up. I think people really have had enough. And I think this as video kind of shows that how super viral it went and i bring up the nine gag thing because it's outside the normal spheres right you know me and uh, vigilante williams said we used to do a show called the culture crime fighters and a lot of times we would talk about uh like you know the echo chamber the the reverse echo chamber right that would come up from like different nerd spheres manosphere uh conservative media and then basically all you're doing is just yelling you know just preaching to the converted you're just yelling at each other and no one's hearing it. And like, well, what good is that? You know, how does that help anybody? It doesn't, you know, you got to reach the people who aren't hearing it. You know, you got to give them an alternative. That's what, that's the more like, uh, not progressive, the more uh, productive uh, avenue is. Uh, Like, that's why like when Jordan Peterson went to the Daily Wire, I thought that was a terrible move because now you no one knew is ever going to hear you. It's just going to be the people who already like it. You know, they already are on board which is fine, but I think it's more important to hear, to reach people who haven't heard it or reach people who are on the fence or unsure or like, you know, but if you're, if you're being like, Hey, I'm just offering a reasonable middle of the road opinion. And then you go subscribe to that website. And on that website are banner ads for liberal tears mugs. Well, I mean, it's not exactly middle of the road. It's not exactly, you know, uh, one like a just a non side, non partisan kind of thing. It's like, well, I mean, okay, it is obviously. I I have, and I've got to, you know, it's like if I'm like a reformed liberal or if I'm like someone who's like, I don't know, it's like you can't, like, you can't just go hard <laughs> into that wor- realm. You know, you need, you need to be kind of slowly ushered in. You know, you need to be gently, gently nudged because people just, I don't know, they reject it. But this as video, I think, is. Evidence that it's not just um, it's not just confined to those spheres. People are fed up with it. This seems to be some kind of a lightning rod. Gamers historically do not put up with this shit at all. It's not like uh, they tried that with like the Battlefield 1 or whatever. And you had like a disabled black woman on the front lines of World War 1. You're like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And no one bought it. People hated it. They outright, outright rejected. Gamers do not put up with this shit. And I, fuck yeah, I respect that. I think that's badass. The um, good. And this, this, you know, Starfield's a huge, huge game. It's the first Bethesda game that's been out in a long time. They, they are a juggernaut in the gaming industry. Why I really don't know. Fallout Four is my least favorite Fallout game. I didn't even finish it, and I'm like, Fallout stan. Uh Skyrim it's so repetitive. It's just, all right. Another dungeon, another, uh, there's like it's so thin. It's so hollow. I don't know. I I feel like I don't care about the story. I don't know. People love it. Um, and even fallout three is like, it was, it it was important for what it did, but it still as a fallout game, it's not a very good one. Um, it's, you know, revolutionized or revitalized that property, which, you know, got, got me new Vegas. So I can't complain too much, but, uh, but this is a huge game from a huge gaming company. And and this is the first bit of press I heard about it. Genuinely, this is the first press I heard about this game. And like, you know, I'm on socials. I'm I'm tapped in, dude. I, I got my finger on the pulse, bro. You know me. Um, but this literally, literally the first thing I heard about this game was at, as his video on 9gag going off about how pronouns in space. And it's just like, that is not good for their game. It's good for people like us, I think, who don't want this fucking nonsense in their content, who genuinely just want to enjoy escapism, who genuinely just want to have a good time watching movies, TV shows, playing video games, comic books, whatever. Um, But I really do think ultimately what this does is open the door much wider for independent creators. We talked about it on uh, Zach's stream the other night, as far as like what comedy did to the, once the industry was like, we don't want you. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just go do it ourselves then. And destroyed comedy central comedy central is not a company anymore. And if it is it in like in name only, they don't produce specials. They don't make content. They just, I think they just show like star um, uh, South park episodes over and over they not, they're a non-entity. You know, Netflix is too big to go away and they started embracing it. They had Tim Dylan on last year. They have Mark Norman on this year. They're going to have uh, Shane Gillis on later this year. They, they realized, you know, you can't fight this tide, but the comedy world was like, fuck you. We don't need you. You know, Louie already showed you could release a special independently. Now it's not for everybody. You have to have a big audience, but you know, if you put stuff out on YouTube, you build a podcast audience. I mean... I was looking at Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. I'm a patron. Great, great podcast. They have 35 38,000 patrons. That's 38,000 people paying monthly fees of like the minimum you could pay is a 3 a $1. That's not offered anymore, but if you had it, your grandfather in, your grandfather in. But 3, 5, 10, $50, 38,000 people paying that every single month. They don't need You don't need Fucking the main, you don't need Comedy Central. You don't need HBO putting out your special. Not when there's those alternative platforms. And I think once, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. The thing is having an audience, right? The thing is like getting the word out there. But, you know, Eric July, and number two is coming out. I mean, I haven't heard anything about the epic verse, but I know they're working on it. I know they're trying. And they're, I just think stuff like this, all it's going to really do is just kind of signal boost uh, independent shit. Which is, you know, you got to be your own marketing, you got to be your own PR team, you got to push, 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 which is hard, you know, obviously, you'd much rather have a giant machine do that for you. But I mean, how, how long can people put up with it? I, you know, I feel like we all kind of put up with it real well, we got out of it real quick. Got into YouTube, got into other stuff. Now there's like a network of people talking about what is good, what isn't. You know, something that's like actually good just shoots through the community like a fucking missile. You know, like uh, what's it? Uh, like Maverick. I mean, goddamn. Couldn't not stop hearing about Maverick when that came out. And even though I think it sucks, the Super Mario movie was really, really popular. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I think this might... I mean, I'd like to believe that it's a changing point, but I, I think it's just in evidence of the fact that people are just like, nah, no thanks, now. All right, what's the chat saying? What do you guys been saying? Huh? Hmm. Hmm. Bagface talking about the immigrants, yeah, in uh, in uh, Europe. So weird when you plop a bunch of people in a country and give them nothing to do, no way to make money, they turn to crime. Well, yeah, but it's like you can't, it's like an unnatural influx of people. Like you can't just invite, you know, several million desperate people into a Western nation and expect everything to just go great. They come from, you know, poverty. They're not assimilated into like Swedish society. Now I'm just going to be like, oh, I guess I'll just, you know, put away all the cutthroat lifestyle I've been living because the country I come from is kill or be killed. And I'll just, you know, go get a latte. Not going to happen. And it, 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 I don't know why anyone thought it would. This is retarded. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I use the R word? Well, I meant
1: it.
0: Um Where are we? Uh, Bagface. To me, it's like pick your battles. There's definitely shit to try to push ideologies, but some things are literally just acknowledging that other people exist. Is it though? Can you give me an example? Because I don't think anyone ever had a problem with people like just acknowledging that other people existed. Like when The Wire came out, no one was like, oh, look at all these black guys on this show. No one cared. No one had a problem with Blade. No one had a problem with Laura Croft. No one get no one. No one was whining about Ripley or Sarah Connor. No one gave a shit. No one ever cared about that. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's. I. I think why people like don't like it is it comes with agenda. It's not just that other people exist. It's like this like sizzle of commie thing. You know, it's like it comes right with it. It's not just authentic. Am I? estimation of things i think it's like yeah whatever obviously people no one no one cares it's like i think it's like when you put all the other stuff on it you wrap up this oh just representation just putting people in there it's no big deal it's like oh yeah also for some reason they're rallying about black lives matter as well and you're like all right well i mean this isn't just putting a black guy in a thing this is you know coming with this this uh the leftist agenda it's like well all right well then that's not just purely that people exist it's that these ideologies exist. It's like, boy, oh, boy, do we know these ideologies exist. We are fucking aware. We know. We've heard it. Um, Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division. Grace with your presence. Hello, sir. I like the shorts that people make for BG, uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, they went through the pain of making that the time pass in that game. They showed a decent part of the game. I think the game's good. I really do. Forty hours in, I'm still happy with it. But yeah, socially representation free, and I'd say representation, not as like I don't want any fucking people in my shit, whites only. It's just like, well, of course the black dude's gay, obviously. You know what I mean? Like that's how it goes. You know, it's just it's it's like you'll see like a race, like a like a Dungeon Dragons race, and it's like wow, it's a very diverse race you've got there, which is weird because it's not really how it's supposed to go. But hey, what do you know? So it's uh it's you know it's not without it, but it is it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh Zach, Gail wants me to take him to Poundtown too. Gail's gay too, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gay in the game. Really? Oh, that is annoying. It's a good thing the rest of the game is so good. Because if it wasn't, that does really, that really bugs me, actually, Zax. Yeah, maybe many, many war is right? Because I was overlooking, I was overlooking it. I was like, all right, Astarion's probably gay. Oh, this guy, Will's gay. All right. And Gale, everyone's gay. <laughs> everyone's gay in Dungeons and Dragons. Seems like too much. Seems like too much. You know, and also, like, uh, to Backface's point is, like, reminding you that other people exist. It's like, well, you know, they don't really allow me to exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, conservatives in media, you know, like, just reminding you they exist. It's like, unless they are the villain, they're not there. You don't see them. They're not showing up. And I don't even call myself a conservative, but it's like, you know, I think I think that's the lie they tell you. To usher it in. To smooth it in. Um, Okay. You're not a person if you tell others I identify as. (laughs) The bank sure as shit doesn't identify me as a millionaire. And that's the only cosplay I'd take part in. Sad face. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking South Park covered this years ago with like Mr. Garrison's sex change. And uh, what was it? Kyle. Kyle identified as like a black dude to play basketball and if I can, uh what Stan's dad identified as like oh no no Kyle's dad identified as like a dolphin and they mocked the entire concept that was in the 90s I think and it's didn't slow it down not at all just just kept going uh Bruce and uh, the release, the re-release of Quake Two was fucking amazing. Lots of new stuff in the download. Lots of lore opened up in the archive files. Now I never was a a Quake guy. Not that I'm against it, but did they did they up the um, did they up the quality? Oh, it is remastered. Oh, that's cool. Is there? Let me see. Is there gameplay? Because I w- I wouldn't mind uh, seeing a little bit of that. I Quake was just one of those ones I just didn't get into. Not that I don't. Not that I was against it. It was just one of those things I just never really uh, gave time to. What was the other one too that came out? Was Quake the one with like the nine-inch nail soundtrack with like the nail gun? I think I played it a little bit, but not too much. So this is Quake Two remastered. That's pretty sick. I mean, I do like when they do this. There's the um, oh, they have stim packs in this game. Did Fallout and Quake share that? Huh. Um, I do like the blue shift for Half-Life. If you guys haven't ever played that and you're Half-Life fans, you are missing out. That is so sick. It's a completely remastered, like, but it's Half-Life, but all like upgraded graphics and upgraded mechanics. It is incredible. It, I mean, and I've played the original Half-Life so many times. The upgraded Half-Life rules, rules. Cannot, cannot uh, uh, recommend enough. This looks pretty sick. I mean, this is cool, especially for Quake fans, I imagine. uh, You know, you see like your game remastered, pretty tight. Pretty tight. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's what ends up happening. You're just like, all right, I guess I'll just go play old shit because you're not making any good new shit. Keep my money. Keep my money. Uh, new Bomb said this is far from a tri- first AAA game with pronouns. No, I don't think anyone's saying it's novel. I don't think anyone's like, oh, man, what are they doing suddenly out of nowhere? What is this new thing they're introducing? But it's a Bethesda game, and that's big money. I still honestly, because I, I really don't know why. I think a lot of their games are pretty hollow, like great mechanics, but just empty. Um, but this has been anticipated. I've been hearing about Starfield for years, and that the fact that this comes out and has this giant backlash right away. First thing I heard about it, backlash. First thing. Even like I said, even Baldur's Gate. Now it turns out that Gale's gay, Will's gay, Astarian's gay. Everyone in your party's gay. Uh, it's like still people love it. I I don't know. We'll see. I guess it, it's brand new Starfield. We'll see. I mean, I almost want to play it just to find out for myself. But you know, I don't know. I'll think about it. Maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. I don't know. You guys could super chat me and then and then we could. Uh, you guys just pay for it for me. That would be sick. That'd be tight. Uh da 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 Backface. Starfield is a perfect example. It's literally an option you can choose or not choose, and it has zero effect on the gameplay. I haven't played it. I don't know. I honestly can't say. I doubt it though. I doubt it's as benign as that. Maybe it is. I don't know. I I haven't played a second of Starfield. I don't know. But uh i it's never like that it's never just a little just a little spice on there i don't think anyone would care if it was just a little spice it's it's so much more but i i'm now i'm just talking out of my ass i honestly don't know i really don't know um new bomb remember when the black guy was the first to die in a horror flick Pepperidge far remembers you know the rest I'm not sure. Is that? Are you saying that this is like a correction of that? Like that time has evolved? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like some of those memes, though, are exaggerated. Like I remember like uh, in like the I think it was like the 90s. There was like a joke from the Wayans brothers talking about how the black guy is always the criminal. And it's like I was like, oh, and I started paying attention to that. I swear I never saw a black guy ever portrayed as a criminal in like any like it's always some like tough looking white guy, but like, you know, like LA tough looking, you know what I mean? Like the guy's clearly just like some white actor. Like yo doggy, ah, uh, give me all your money. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it's not, I feel like it's, it's like a, like, Oh, I saw it twice. So it's everything. So I, I don't know, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't, I, I you know, not, I'm not a black man. I don't know. Uh, bag face. when it comes to the entire message being ideological, that's some bullshit. Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, et cetera. But if the content is good and has a valid message, that shit is just window dressing in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that. I think Arcane was an example of that. That was like a lot of stuff in here, but ultimately a pretty good show, even though I didn't. Find it to be all that terrific. I, mean, I was pretty cooked at the time. So maybe if I went back and rewatched it, I'd have a different take. But I think that that was kind of the example with like Arcane. They're like, yeah, all right, whatever. She's got purple hairs, kind of a Yas Queen, blah, blah, blah. But it was ultimately a good show. So yeah, it's true. I mean, ultimately, if the core of the thing is good, people don't really care all that much. We'll see. We'll see what the Fallout with Starfield is. Like it just came out. We don't know. We'll see. But um I don't know. Uh, Bag face, ye, there's a lack of conservative views in most art forms, I think just based on right wing views being less prominent in most creative spaces more than just a byproduct of human behavior thing. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I agree. Yeah, it's true. I mean, not only are they less prominent, they're absolutely subdued. You're not allowed to have them, at least not when I was in Hollywood. Uh, And and even like a conservative view is like just just having a question, that's, that's not okay. Like I genuinely remember being like, in this office back in LA this at the acting school that I was working at. And this woman said something like anti-Trump or whatever. I don't remember. And I, and I just didn't respond. I didn't say anything. I didn't, and I didn't roll my eyes. I didn't have an emotional response. I was just didn't say anything. I swear to God, she clocked that. I didn't just, I didn't just cheerleader for the cause. So to say that there's no such thing as like conservative views in, in these creative spaces is yeah, true because if you even suggest you're a conservative people will extricate you. I see that in the food service industry in Austin all the time. I would never dare say that I like Trump out loud in those spaces. No way. Not publicly. Maybe like one-on-one with a trusted colleague or something like that, but for the most part no fucking way, dude. You can't say that. You you'll be you'll be, you know chased out of town with pitchforks and torches. So yeah, I mean, the tolerant left is not very tolerant of different ideas. Uh, all right. Men of War, I think the whole modern-day Cali sensibility in my medieval fantasy or sci-fi adventure set 150 years in the future is the, a key point here. Well, you know, if things keep trending the way they're trending, it might be everywhere. It might be populating the galaxy. I don't know. I don't know. Somehow The Expanse managed to not po- not do that, and it was pretty awesome. And I feel like there was, like, LGBT and racial diversity and female empowerment, blah, blah, and it did not impact the show in any way, like, negatively. It seemed to just kind of enrich the, the the fabric of it because it wasn't, like, postulating it. It wasn't, like, dunking it, slamming it over the net. Like, yeah, take that, conservative America. It was just like, you know, this is just what it is. And so, therefore, you don't notice it because it's just part of the storytelling. Yeah. Uh, bag face. Yeah. Also drummers probably in the expanse. right? Exactly. Like your whole crew is just banging each other like friends. Well, I did think that was a little weird to be completely honest. I was like, this is unnecessary. Also, that was my least favorite season season five. So I just, that did feel a little weighted where you just like all of a sudden, this is just sort of being dragged along now for some reason. I mean, I don't care, but I also don't know why, It's uh, you know, and people are like, well, it makes sense. You're in a spaceship. for Okay, fine, 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 fine. It's just coincidental that it happens to be out in the time when that's super popular to put that in things. And now all of a sudden it shows up in the middle of fifth season. It's odd timing. You know, but I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Sure it is. Uh, Bruce Lombardo, white dude with gangster necklace and $5 watch from Kmart. Yeah, that was always, that's the only guy I've ever seen like as like a mugger in any fucking, anything that wasn't like The Wire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just myopic. I'm not sure. Dred Roberts. Hello, Dred Roberts. I'm enjoying Starfield, though I share the sentiment. The pronoun stuff is annoying. I'm usually the guy that goes after the woke nonsense hard. I just didn't give it much thought this time around. Damn it. You mean this is more complex than just the woke sucks? I don't know. Shit. Now I need to go see it firsthand and find out. I don't know. I'm, I've am been spending a lot of money on games this year. About bought Dredge. Fucking Dave the Diver, Subnautica, Baldur's Gate, The Expanse game. (laughs) It's a few hundred bucks right there. I don't know that I should buy any more games, but now it's it's the popular game. And I got to get those clicks, guys. I got to build this YouTube audience. You know, we got to go to 11 to 1100 to 11,000. I'll be alive like Steven Crowder. It'll be like an event. That's what's going to happen. All I got to do is get Starfield to make it happen, baby. Make it happen. All right. I don't like Bethesda. How much? Isn't isn't it $70 too, right? Look how fucking easy I am. I'm such a pussy. I'm like, yeah, $70. God damn, that's a lot of money for one game. Uh, Dred Roberts, if it makes you feel better being on the fence about Starfield, Armored Core 6 is solid. I've heard about Armored Core 6. That's a, that's like a PVP game though, right? I don't really like, I'm not a big PVP guy anymore. It's too stressful and tiring. I I, I like my video games to be fun. It's my leisure time. I don't want to go to war. I really don't. I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike. I don't have the, the time for that anymore. I don't, I don't need that surge of adrenaline when I'm like coming around the corner. I, I really don't. I'm too old for that shit. You know, I want my games to just be fun. That's why I like Baldur's Gate. I like the turn-based combat. I love turn-based combat. The older I've gotten, Wasteland 3 has got really good turn-based combat. It's just much more peaceful. It's good for my brain. And then it gives you that that little dopamine tick. Uh, Yeah, I beat that guy. I mean, I'm I'm in the act two of Baldur's Gate right now, and there's like this swarming, like soul-sucking, I don't know, something on oh, the entire part of this world I'm in. And it's just like, if you go out in the dark too long, it eats you up and turns people evil. And there's all these monsters in the dark. And I, I destroy this town full of them. And I felt good. I felt accomplished. And I, I just, I like turn-based. I like the strategizing and thinking about it. I used to hate turn-based when I was a kid. I love it now. I absolutely love it. Zax, they should let you probably opt out of the romance storylines altogether. I wouldn't, but it's single player. I I could I don't care about any of my party's backstories. I I anytime that happens, I just click, 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 click. I just care about the main story. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh Bruce Lombardo, Subnautica's top tier survival game surviving game has a great pot. Yeah. I don't even like surviving games. It rules. It absolutely rules. I love that game. Um, All right, a few more chats and then we'll go and move on to the next article. Uh, As nice as the money looked for The Expanse. The money? That was the worst of the two seasons of The Expanse. Seasons four and five were just black. Five was flat out bad. Uh, I really didn't like five. Like I genuinely was like halfway through. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is Naomi still just breathing? What the Christ am I watching? I hated it. And then like, Fucking uh, Avasalara just has a coup and steals the position of power of the U.N. Steals it like a fucking communist government. Kills, like essentially killed, like not just, no, you can't be the leader. I'm the leader now. What? Why is that not like solar system wise news that she just stole the seat of power? And they tried to justify because, like, women aren't as pro-war. Yo, that bitch tortured a belter in the first episode. She's not, like, all more, like, compassionate. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, season five was so bad. And season four I had problems with, too. Season four, just, like, I was like, okay, where are they? Where is this planet? Is it in our galaxy? Is it in another galaxy? Also, why the hell are none of you wearing respirators. You're on a fucking alien planet with alien biomes and an entire evolutionary, different evolutionary timeline than our own. There could be super AIDS that takes out your immune system in in an hour and wipes you off. We're done. Like in our own planet, there are diseases that are in different parts of the planet right? Like malaria and yellow fever are in more like South America, Central America. That's where it's really big, but it's not like, you know, Africa, but it's not everywhere. So yes, maybe this one part is cool, but like maybe, you know, a few miles over there is where fucking space AIDS lives. You you just not, you just taking your fucking chances on this shit. Oh, it's good. The air's fine. What? And then of course that happens. You're just like, how is that not? The number one thing you're taking care of. I don't know. Well, there's been belters there for six months. It's like, so fucking what? Uh, I don't know. Season four, not for me. It's fine. I just didn't love it, especially coming off season three, which was magnificent. And then season six, they did their best. They did their best. Hello, Courtney. Hello, hello, hello uh has got some good feedback about wednesday we got a few people to check out the expanse yes that's what i'm talking about i want more people on the, at least the first three seasons of that show oh i made it my mission to turn people on the Expanse. i still try to do it there's a girl i work with who never heard about it Loves sci-fi is like this is what you gotta watch this is what you gotta watch thank you for subscribing dread roberts i appreciate you sir look at that growing the channel before your eyes everybody this is huge
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Bruce Lombardo, the, Ex- the expanse could have been, could have made a whole season just on us, showing us Alva level of treachery and cunning. I really think that they changed that because in the first episode, she is brutal and ruthless and she does do ruthless things throughout the season. But I think the first episode's a pilot, right? So you usually shoot that before you shoot the rest of the show. So you shoot that, pitch it to the studios, whatever they buy it or they don't, or they make a season out of it or they don't, whatever, right? That's what you do. Uh, I think they put that in the pilot and then they shaved off the edges, which is fine. Honestly, I don't really think it's a problem, but that's just my prediction. So I think like her cunning became a little bit more pal- uh palatable, you know, but still pretty badass. Love her. Uh Bruce Lombardo, I actually like to watch you play through Fallout Tactics. The story is really good. And Arlie Ermey is one of the voice actors for a major cast role. Oh, yeah. Brother of Steel Tactics, right? That was the one that came out after Fallout Two, where they changed the gameplay and stuff. I could, I think, I actually have that game. Do I? Let me look at my. No, I don't. I thought I did. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'd never actually given it a shot. I think I tried for like a half hour. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know. Bruce and The first three seasons of The Expanse were majestic. Fuck yeah, they were. They were. F- they're flawless. It's some of the best television I've ever seen. I watched those first three seasons, and I immediately started them over and watched them again, and then I watched them again and again and again. I watched it so many fucking times. I'm not. I'm not. I've watched that first season like thirteen times, twelve times, maybe something like that. Yeah, I love that. Show. It's so good. The writing is phenomenal. The acting's phenomenal. The production design's phenomenal. The battles are phenomenal. There's nothing bad about that show. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. Smash Mouth Singers Dead as God goes viral. Um, <laughs> Which one? All right. Let's do this one. Uh, Because I genuinely do love this movie. I thought that this was interesting, but also absurd. So this is, this was in the New York Post today. It came out uh how Madonna and Tom Hanks stirred up trouble on a league of their own set. Now, look, here's the thing. <laughs> Who gives a shit about gossip from 30 years ago? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know why this is said a story. I don't know why this is on like the front page of the New York Post of like all the movies to be like, ooh, do you know what she said on the set? You're like. In 93, I don't who fucking cares, but I do love this movie. I genuinely love a league of their own. I think it's awesome movie. And I also think it's a great movie of, of how they do female representation correctly. And, you know, a female centric story about women, like trying to, you know, fight for their own and stuff. And because it's, it's. Merit-based, right? Like, they're like, we can play baseball. We are good at baseball. Look how good we are at baseball. Look how entertaining we can be. Like, they're they're not saying, like, we deserve it because we're women. They're saying, we deserve it because we're good. And, like, that, I think, is that's the departure of, like, recent media, recent messaging. is like, you're kind of like, it's not just accepting other people, like, because of, like, what they can do. It's just accepting them because they're alive and give them positions of power. It's like, fuck you. What are you talking about? No, that's not how this works. But that's how they go. That's how that is. Um, how Madonna and Tom, Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh it was Demi Moore, not Gina Davis, who was director Prenny Marshall's first choice for the lead role of female baseball phenom Dottie Hinson. Ooh. But Moore made fatal, made fatal professional mistake of getting pregnant. Dumb bitch. What are you doing getting pregnant, ho? She literally got fucked out of the part. Marshall posthumously cracks. That's pretty funny. No Crying in Baseball, the inside story of a league of their own, big stars, dugout drama, and a home run for Hollywood. I mean, I don't think this is going to sell very well, but I do I do really like this movie. And Davis wasn't even the second choice for the now classic movie, which tells the story of an all-American girls professional baseball league, a real-life professional women's baseball league that existed during World War II, all on one breath. Seemingly every young actress in Hollywood wanted to be part of the movie. Okay, okay, okay. What is this? We got it. Why would you not want to be a part of a big movie? When you're, you see a movie with all the leads are women and the men are supporting parts. You want to be in it. I mean, yeah, but Tom Hanks is, look, good movie. I get it. But now they're kind of spinning this a little bit. I mean, this movie was sold because Tom Hanks is the coach and he's great. And he's got some of the most memorable lines. Hey, uh, tall girl. What's your name? Beverly, uh, Beverly, Beverly. It's great. There's so much. It's just, he's, he steals the fucking show. This is like, whatever. I mean, you know, I I, I don't, it always needs to be about this. It's like, you know, it's also it's a women movie. And there's all these women, that women, 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 women. You're right. Uh, Tom Hanks desperately wanted to be cast, blah, blah, blah. Can I have, okay. Well, this is so dull. I thought this was going to be a little bit more salacious, but they're just like, did you know other people wanted to be in this movie? And they weren't. Isn't that crazy? No. It's every single movie that gets made. Every I've I've had student films I wanted to be into I didn't get. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't news. This isn't information. I should have read this article. Damn it! I got duped by the uh, by the headline. Eat, you've got to get blah, 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 blah. Rosie. All right, never mind. This is dull. I don't care. And if there isn't anything juicy in there, they sure as hell did not top load that article. They're just like, oh, and I said this, and he laughed. That's it. That's the whole, That's yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because they're famous, so you care. I don't, actually. No. And even I like that movie. All right. That was a failure. A flop. Uh, what do we got? Oh, this is too dark. All right. Let's go here. Let's go here. All righty, so listen, stoners, all right, potheads, Vigilante Williamson, I'm talking to you, big guy. Check this out. Health effects of weed laid bare. Marijuana is behind three in 10 schizophrenia cases, can be a death sentence in pregnant users, but Biden still wants to ease restrictions on the drug. Can you believe that Biden wants that? Can you believe it? Oh, goddamn ads, I swear to Christ. I swear to Christ. Now, listen, I think uh, Biden's incompetent. as the next guy. I think uh, everyone's pretty aware. Old Grandpa Joe is not, not exactly the man for the job. But I mean, a bit of a reach here with this one. They're trying to be like, weed's bad for you. It's like, come on. Like, even if it is, trying to spin this about how Biden sucks is a bit of a stretch. That's a bit of a reach. I feel like we've been on a path towards getting weed more legal for like 25 years. The idea, it's like, okay, if you wanted like meth legal, I'd be like, yeah, all right, this guy's out of his mind. If you wanted fucking, you know, heroin or fentanyl to be legal, I'd be like, what is this guy doing? But like, they're like, oh, you know, Biden wants, like in most cities, weeds are already legal. I was in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, and you can legally purchase, there's there's dispensaries, in Dallas. And I I haven't really heard the epidemic of lives being ruined and people dying. Look, maybe it is. I don't really know. But, uh, I, I, I can't imagine getting upset about this one. This, this seems a little, seems a little bit much. Uh, I mean like it's not, you can't legally buy it in Austin, Texas, but you pretty much can. You pretty much can. Um, let's see the na- the nationwide social experiment launched by a wave of marijuana legalization is finally bearing results in the form of higher depression rates and addiction well that i agree with i could actually see that being true i think these it's like yeah there's going to be negative repercussions 100% like it's a mind altering substance there's there's consequences of using using and abusing substances i mean that's true about alcohol you know but it's like the point is you, are we going to be Legally uh, limiting what adults can put in their bodies when they're, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not fentanyl. I don't know. It started in 2012 in Colorado and Washington, setting off a domino effect that has seen restrictions lifted across nearly 40 states, including 23 where it's legal to use marijuana recreationally. The Biden administration now aims to demote the drug from the Schedule One status. It should look. They should. I am not a Biden fan, but they 100%. Do you know what else is on a Schedule 1 drug? Like methamphetamine, heroin. That's that's on the same level in, in American drug policy. Some examples are heroin, LSD, PCP, crack cocaine, and marijuana. I know a lot of potheads. I know a lot of casual smokers. My mom smokes marijuana. I don't know one casual p c p user. I don't even know if I've met anyone who's admitted to using p c p in my entire life. That is not on the same level as weed. Say what you will about weed i fine p c p and marijuana are not in the same conversation when it comes to drugs. That's insane. that is crazy. That is some old like what's the what was the uh the one with the the black dudes like uh What was that? That propaganda film where they're like black women, black guys are going to rape your women. What was it? The weed mania or whatever. It was, uh, uh, it was, God, it was like, I forgot what it was called, but it was just like, they're like, they're out to get your daughters. That's what this sounds like to me, man. This is pretty wild. Schedule one. They should, it absolutely should be demoted. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, lumped in with heroin LSD to Schedule 3. The first step towards totally decriminalization at a federal level. Marijuana has been lauded for its purported benefits for pain relief and anxiety treatment, among other applications, all while believed users could not become addicted. Well, that's stupid. If you can become addicted to shopping, you can become addicted to marijuana. Reefer Madness, that's it. Thank you, man of War. Reefer Madness. That is some Reefer Madness-ass shit. Yeah, it's as bad as heroin and PCP. So basically, you're like, well, I mean, I smoke weed. I might as well inject heroin. It's the same thing, according to the federal government. Absurd. I think everybody who's even mildly reasonable can acknowledge that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like it's not chemically addictive, but neither is cocaine. Cocaine's not chemically addictive. You're addicted to the feeling it gives you. Now, granted, it's a much it shoots your dopamine receptors. It explodes, but it's not chemically addictive. It's not. I think fucking the most chemically addictive substance is fucking nicotine. I think it's even more than heroin, as I understand it, but I don't understand it well. So don't take my word for it. I'm certainly not a doctor. Um, Use of marijuana rate uh, was more than doubled in the last 10 years. Right. Okay. Uh, but it turns out the seemingly harmless drug may not be so benign and could pose physical and mental health issues. And this I agree with. I think this is true. And I do think this should be considered. People do kind of abuse it, you know, harshly. Look, we saw what happened to the singer of uh, Smash Mouth. you abused alcohol. Killed him. So I'm sure that there's negative things. Absolutely. Uh, chronic cannabis use doubles major depression risk. Okay. Low birth weight while pregnant. Are they Very, very bad for pregnant women to be, uh, utilizing marijuana. I believe it. That makes sense to me. Um, links to severe mental health issues. Let's, let's see. This is interesting. They couldn't be more different. No, Dread Robbers. They could not. That is fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> That's fucking
0: insane. Uh, jungle fever. No, not jungle fever. That, that is, uh, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about evil propaganda. Um, to much of the public, marijuana is a relatively innocuous compared to illicit narcotics, but many researchers have come to the conclusion that this view is false, especially when a person uses the drug on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, how could it be completely benign? How could it have no impact on you? That's obviously not true. Researchers from... Uh, <laughs> what? Aarhus? Aarhus University a Hospital in Denmark recently delved into the records of more than 6.6 million people in Denmark born between 1985 and 2021 and... Oh, okay. Like, why are you using babies? But because of pregnancy and found that those with can with a can fa- and found of those with cannabis use disorder defined as being unable to stop using it, despite it causing damage to their health and social lives. About 41% of those individuals were diagnosed with major depression. Yeah, but that just might be correlation. If you define as being unable to stop using, there's probably an underlying reason it's probably just not like, oh, I don't know, I was just smoking a joint at a party and all of a sudden I can't stop. It's probably because they were already depressed and that's why they start using marijuana habitually. Oh, this, uh, this study sucks. Stupid study. Um, they also found chronic marijuana use quadrupled a person's risk of being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Now that sounds like a couple of women I dated. Hey, oh, hey, oh, that's interesting, though. Chronic marijuana use quadrupled a person's risk of being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Now, once again, is that something that bipolar people gravitate towards marijuana or does it actually affect your brain chemistry and open the door for bipolar disorder? I don't know, but that's pretty fucking that's an interest quadruple. There's got to be something there. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. There have been anecdotal reports of high-potency marijuana vapes causing psychotics breaks, suicidal thoughts, and death by suicide. Okay, I can actually speak to this one firsthand. Uh, No, I have not killed myself. I'm very much alive. I'm not talking to you from beyond the grave. Uh, Suicidal thoughts, I mean, I don't know. I think at some point in your life, you're going to have suicidal thoughts. I don't really think that that's like, immediately diagnose that, go to a doctor, get on Prozac. I think that's just part of life. I just think that you have suicidal thoughts sometimes. Uh, maybe I'm unique in that, but I don't think so. However, the psychotic break thing, <laughs> let me tell you a little story. So, a few years ago, I uh, and and I and she swears, swears up and down this didn't happen, and I cannot possibly come up with any other conclusion. So, I uh, was home. For the holidays, my mom. My mom, like I said, partakes in marijuana. And uh, she gave me some snacks for the plane because my mom loves me and takes care of me. Gave me like a sandwich and some cookies, you know. And uh, I ate the sandwich, left the cookies, put them in my cupboard. Well, a few days later, I had to go to the doctor because a cat scratched my eye. My cat, Ripley, who's no longer with us. Uh, She scratched my eye because Luke was in the house and she was really freaked out. Anyway. I grabbed these cookies out of the uh, cupboard because I had to eat something before I went to the doctor. I didn't need anything. So I just like housed like three of these, four of these cookies. So I'm going to the doctor. I'm waiting in the waiting room. And I'm like, are they like, are they, like pumping oxygen into this waiting room? I feel kind of high. Why do I feel kind of high? All of a sudden, I'm like, yo, I'm high. Why am I high? Oh, shit. Those fucking cookies must have been marijuana cookies. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then like the fucking sky opened up. It was like living in hell. It was like trying to drive home was like a nightmare. There was all these people I couldn't get out of the way of anybody. Uh, There was like traffic where there's never been traffic and I'm driving on the fucking highway and I get home and I am like in a spiral, like just a, I I remember like I I went to my roommate and I freaked out because I literally, the thoughts in my head, they weren't words. I couldn't, I didn't have thoughts it was terrifying. It was so scary. And then I just laid on the couch for like 11 hours in like a complete marijuana spiral, like a hole. It sucked so fucking much. I I barely touch weed now because of stuff like that. And that is a real thing. And that does happen to people. The doses in edibles, the doses and stuff like that, that is a realistic concern. And I will say that that is something that does come with this shit and should be talked about more because it can really fuck you up. And I think some people probably, if you have like a propensity for psychosis or mental illness can probably send you into a fucking dark place. And that was like a hundred percent innocent. My mom swears it didn't happen. I know what it feels like to be high. I didn't, I didn't have a psychotic break for a, a set period of time that had never happened prior or since. And it felt exactly like being super high. I'm pretty sure those were marijuana cookies and you just forgot. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying. Um, But, uh, but that was wholly innocent. Just my mom thought she was giving me cookies. I was just eating a snack before I went to the doctor. And then that happened. It is a real thing. You know, you're not really going to make that mistake with whiskey. You're not going to accidentally chug a bottle of vodka and a half hour later be like, oh my God, was that alcohol? I didn't know. So that is a realistic thing. I will I will be honest. Yeah, new bomb. Probably only supposed to be half a cookie. I didn't know they had marijuana. In them. I thought they were just cookies. I probably had like, you know, a huge dose. That's probably like a thousand milligrams or something crazy. Cause it did not stop for hours. It was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. Apparently little public service announcement for you. Apparently what you're supposed to do in that situation is uh, drink coffee. It's supposed to help. Uh, coffee can come back combat the psych, the uh, psychoactive effects of marijuana. Uh, take a shower. Now I forgot if it's hot or cold, but showering helps. And also uh, chewing peppercorns. If you chew like three or four peppercorns, that does something to your neurochemical receptors and can like disrupt the way marijuana affects you. Now I've never done this experiment. Cause I don't want to live in that hell again. Cause it was awful. Um, but, uh, apparently that works. I've read that. So if you ever find yourself and stuck in some marijuana hole, cause your mom gave you weed cookies, coffee, peppercorns in a shower and you'll snap right out of it. You'll be good as new. It's like a fucking, <laughs> it's like a potion in Baldur's gate, you know? Uh, blue Bruce Lombardo. I can't believe I'm drunk. That silver tequila completely tasted like brown pudding. What was that chocolate? I can't even believe I'm drunk on tequila now. Oh my God. Yeah, that doesn't, I don't really feel like you run into that too often. Maybe those like, um, little chocolate things you get around the holidays that are full of liqueur. Maybe, but as a kid, those tasted boozy as hell because you never drank alcohol. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So Biden, goddamn Biden. With marijuana. All right. So this is, I don't think this is funny. It's a little dark, but we're going to end on this one. Um, but I saw this story and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, this was, uh coming from the New York Post. Um, which I, I often harvest. I use for articles. It's a good one. Uh, gender reveal party ends in tragedy. <laughs> as plane crashes in front of oblivious guests. What the fuck? Okay, so watch this. This is insane. I don't think we're going to watch somebody die. Oh, Mexico gender reveal turns deadly. Oh, I guess we are going to watch someone die. So trigger warning, if you don't want to watch someone die, don't watch this video. I don't think it's too graphic, but it's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Wait, look, they don't even notice. Oh. (laughs) look all due respect that's what you get for having a gender reveal party okay all all due respect to the dead but the the gender reveal parties are a crime against humanity and this is what you get (laughs) for doing it that's fucked up though huh also that looks red not really pink but yeah and then everyone's like yay and this guy's like oh my god and then dies pretty fucked up Pretty fucked up. Dred Roberts, where are you based at? Austin, Texas, baby. Austin, Texas. I'm not from here or anything. I'm from New Jersey, but I've been living here for now. I'm a clandestine, undercover conservative. I still don't like calling myself a conservative. I don't think it's accurate, but uh, not wokey. I'm I'm slipping on it. I live amongst them. I watch their ways and I report back to (laughs) y'all. did you say you took those cookies out of plane? no no i didn't because that would be trafficking drugs across state lines which i would never do it's quite illegal um but <laughs> but uh yeah no uh i did i didn't know i didn't know also how the fuck would they know they weren't labeled are Were they gonna take a chemistry set and then find out if there's thc in these cookies i'm fine dread dread roberts oh i saw this video it's like a horror scene yeah i know it is a horror scene Can you imagine getting all these people together to be like, "Go, this is the gender of my baby and making them all care? What a nightmare. Oh, the guy dying. Right. I mean, that was bad, too. That was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that's fucked up. I mean, it's tragic. What a shit plane that was. The wing just snapped. Do you see that? It was like a model. He built that in his backyard or something. He just dies. That's a shit way to go. Well, you know, one life goes, another life's brought onto this earth guess that's just the way of the world sometimes <laughs> i feel bad though plane's wing is folded over and who the fuck was doing maintenance on that thing i swear to god the guy just like "Eh, how far are you flying it'll be fine don't worry about it but I, I put some electrical tape on it it'll be okay trust me i've been doing this for years uh dred roberts about el paso hell yeah bro relax i drove through el paso el paso is an interesting town because you can see Mexico from it. And boy, does it look different than El Paso. It's wild. Living in like the first world, you really do forget how the rest of the world lives. And it's just like, whoa, so jarring. It looks so incredibly poor. There's a great video, plugging another YouTuber here by Mr. Razorfist, whom I often talk about, plug, and I like his content a lot. He's a mensch, he's a good dude. He uh he did a video about If you go to his YouTube, it's an older one, but if you go to his YouTube channel and you just go like videos, like by popular, it should be in the top five or 10. And it's because like most of them are like popular metal videos, but he did one about Mexico and the wall. Fuck. It's the first time I've ever heard anyone with this take. And he's basically saying like, you know, it's not really about whether immigrants should come here or not, or like whether they deserve a better life here is that you think Mexico should be poor when it shouldn't be. And I was like, damn, that's one hell of a fucking take. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that like Mexico's got these vast deposits of like oil and natural resources and all this shit that like they really shouldn't be a poor country. They should be like a thriving, wealthy country, but they're so corrupt. It makes it impossible. And I was like, that is a hell of a take. And also, I think like there's like you should watch the video. Razor Fist is obviously does a better job talking about this than I ever could. But I really recommend it. It was it was moving. It was even, like, touching, like, like emotionally. Like, he tells this, like, personal story about his time there in Mexico. It was really, like, emotional. And it was just maybe the best take I've ever heard about the entire Mexico border America situation ever. And it's an old video. You should go watch that. I really recommend it. Fucking awesome. Love Razor Fist. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's relevant to you, especially being right there on the border. Uh, you know, because he lives in Arizona, in Phoenix. So It's, like, a, you know, border state. And he's got like a lot of firsthand knowledge. So he talks about it and it's fucking poetry, man. Fucking absolute poetry. Uh, New Bond. It was in Mexico, but still, Palo should be doing a walkthrough before the flight. Yeah. I mean, literally, that is the weakest looking plane I've ever seen. I've seen model planes with more integrity than that. That's fucking nuts. That is fucking nuts. All right, folks. That's going to do it today for today's MFR podcast. Episode number 30. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, Please press like if you did. Subscribe if you have not. Uh, I'm on Rumble. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm all over, man. And I've been trying to upload more content, uh, trying to do more clips, trying to do more stuff. I know I'm working on uh, Imperitus. Ever good old Imperitus? Impey, Good guy. Uh, he He hit me up. This isn't official yet, so if it doesn't come together, I'm sorry. But he hit me up and wants to put together a Baldur's Gate, stream three, sorry, Menowar, Baldur's Gate three stream, uh, where we do like a co-op thing. So it wants like, uh, me, uh, if I think Zach says he's on board and, uh, Mark the cyborg, I believe is going to be the party. And, uh, we're going to do so much gay shit, dude. It's going to just be an orgy. We're not even going to kill goblins. Fuck that. We're just going to bang. That's all we're going to do. Just one non stop man on man orgy. It's going to be great. No chicks either. It's fucking gross. Okay? <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Guys and gals. If there were gals watching, I appreciate you. You guys are great. Uh, like I said, you know, follow me on all the things. Social medias. Subscribe. Rumble. Give me some love. Send it. Send this to someone that you think might like it. I don't know. You guys have a wonderful day. And uh, I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful
1: day.